right, welcome back, everyone. My name's Alida. And I'm Miranda. And together we make up the sidekicks, kicks, 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 kicks. And it's better this week because we're done with fucking Flashpoint. Yes. Yes. It was so nice. Uh, and Miranda picking a banger, y'all. We're reading I Kill Giants by Joe Kelly and Ken Namora. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Have you read this before, Miranda? Yes, I have. What? How old were you when you read it? I was 12. Uh, so I read wow. this the same day I read Kingdom Come. You were going through it. I had Those are very- <laughs> a high fever. <laughs> they're not light reads we covered kingdom come y'all if you're interested it's go check the backlog and that i think is one of our longer episodes because we just like did a deep dive uh and by deep dive we just didn't do part ones and twos at that point (laughs) uh but i kill giants is also honestly an easy read like it's an easy read in terms of like pacing it's just Mm -hmm. so well written it's an easy read like it's so good that you'll you just want to keep reading it um, yeah. But the themes are not light. So no. little baby Miranda. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God, I can just imagine. <laughs> like an existential crisis and then fucking trauma <laughs> and sick. <laughs> it was, you know, when we talk about canon events, that fever was my canon event. I read so many like life-changing books while I was like running out 102. I am who I am because of that fever. Your, your brain's like, we're dying. I have to consume all the literary gold <laughs> uh <laughs> i have not read this when you mentioned it last week i knew the knew the title because it is a movie right yeah or it's it's been produced or yeah. something but i never watched that either <laughs> so i was like ooh, excited Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. and we're gonna talk about it do you have any information on I Kill Giants that you want to plug in now? No, no, okay. I, I did not do research. I I read it and then I sat and cried for 40 minutes. It's so good. Uh, that's <laughs> totally fine. I believe this was published. I just want to get a publishing date on it. Yeah, uh, you're good. Was it 2012? Let me check. You were uh, how old? At the- <laughs> this was you- this was published in 2009. It oh, okay. is seven issues. It was produced by Image Comics, and this is a closed storyline. So, yes. like these seven issues, what you see is what you get. It is a single story encapsulated in those seven issues. It's amazing. It's really good. So again, it was written by Joe Kelly, and art and design was by Ken Namura. Uh, and yeah, let's just hop into it. So there is a forward. I didn't read the forward. I'm the worst of like <laughs> a forward. <laughs> I want to get into the story. <laughs> so this one is a black and white comic. Yes. Which, you know, makes it easier like, on like the two-man crew, I hope. Yes, but it was it's beautifully um, like inked mm-hmm. and shadowed. You don't, it's not a complicated visual telling. And I'll be honest, I appreciate it. Coming off of like the tales of Flashpoint where it was similar but different art styles and like the paneling was different and block different and the pacing was all over the place yeah this was so nice it was like so nice so we open up with a little girl she's in elementary school I think she's in like fourth or fifth grade she's like yeah 
right? I did think this was like middle school age, if I'm honest, like when it comes to their drawings until at one point they're like, oh, elementary. And I was like, okay, this is why people have more patience. Yeah. In my opinion. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll get into it later. No, you're good. You're good. I uh, Teachers always say fourth grade is like the worst grade because like that's oh, when the they? moment when like the switch flips and they stop like liking their teachers. <laughs> Fifth grade seems like a really tough grade. So yeah, I guess it's kind of like, so I worked with middle schoolers and people like sixth graders and they like eighth graders. Seventh graders oh, miserable. are so difficult because they, it's, they're in the in-between where they're like, yeah, not, they're still really childish because they're children, but they have heard adult arguments enough and they, they know verbiage enough to like really start like picking mm-hmm. fights or when it's not they're not always instigators but like when something comes up they know how to argue back with you yeah but their logic is still not there yet so it sometimes yeah. it just feels like a waste of time and seventh graders mm, they're just so good at it <laughs> they're yeah. so frustrating sometimes there's one kid right now who oh, see. Um, he is <laughs> uh he has discovered like the idea that the government is behind everything yeah but he doesn't know jack shit they just have really revolutionary thoughts yeah that are not revolutionary because there's historians and like years of history mm-hmm. and philosophers yeah no and he's like he keeps calling me an agent of the government and i'm just like if i was an agent of the government i would have health care so so <laughs> like no. your logic is flawed bud <laughs> yeah is this an elementary fifth grade going into sixth grade there you go that kid's gonna be fun for his teachers yeah oh he's going to be like he's there are there's with kids every now and then you get kind of a glimmer of the kind of adult they're going to be Mm -hmm. he's gonna be an absolutely amazing adult but we have to get through the teenage years first yeah yeah and they'll probably like if they um usually with that like to open it up out of that off of that student um kids Mm -hmm. that are kind of like i don't want to say challenging but that do ask a lot of questions and like Mm -hmm. do speak up a lot and I, it's true for all kids it's just with some of those kids you see their personality more yeah because they're less quiet you do see like there's one kid their personality there's one kid that it, over the summer we were doing summer camp and she was very organized and like mm-hmm. very she she required organization to be at peace and the the program itself wasn't very organized oh, so she would like pick at stressful. that yeah. yeah so she was always really stressed out about it she would pick at it and i like the after like talking to her i was like she's gonna be an activist a hundred percent she's gonna go into hopefully she's going to nonprofits, but she probably will or open up her own thing and like help her community because she's so about it because she's like well if it's affecting me it's affecting everybody and she yeah. like riled up the kids and all that stuff and of course leadership was like <laughs> I was like what you're getting called out give them a schedule i don't know what to tell you like kids require structure adults mm-hmm. require structure. like humans need it yes and kids really need it mm-hmm. so um especially kids that are coming from traumatic backstories yeah. or difficult backstories but yeah her being in elementary school i do think kind of lend itself to more patience for mm-hmm. for because in middle school no yeah it's like i think she's i think she's in fifth grade and then like i think her school the way that her school is set up it probably has like sixth grade included in like elementary school because mm-hmm. like, at one point she does go back to the same school like after the summer yeah so i think the story takes place in fifth grade i feel like this kind of fits 
developmentally around like what happens when you're like 10 and 11. Mm -hmm. That's where I place them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, we open up with like this 10 year old girl. Uh, she's in her fort and she is she's creating her her weapon, right? Like she's she is mentally forging her weapon. Yes. So uh, we see her going through the process of embroidering a bag with a war hammer and she's talking about and she's like kind of giving an oath, kind of giving a prayer about this weapon that she is creating. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, and then it cuts into uh, her school mm -hmm. and it's it establishes oh it's like a career day right and they yeah. have someone's parent there and he i don't know what his career was like i i don't know if i miss it or he's just like a public employee like i don't <laughs> oh there's multiple there's multiple uh oh parents. is that why yeah okay. so like there's um there's multiple there's introductions from parent from like multiple parents it's career day right yeah so we have all these people and then when we finally like get into the school because it's doing that thing where it's slowly zooming in when yes. we finally get to the classroom um the parent is a motivational speaker okay that makes sense. I the was most useless like, of professions. <laughs> together, yeah. Well, you know, influencers are it's, it's, all motivational. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, I would have, I I completely understood exactly where she was coming from. If a motivational speaker tried to pull that shit with me when I was a kid, I would have reacted exactly like Barbara does. I feel like you <laughs> and Barbara, <laughs> she's little you. <laughs> You're, I think, less violent, but. <laughs> Yeah, the I'm not just traumatizes her. So exactly the way that she reacts to adults is the way you react to authority in your adulthood. So I see that <laughs> in her. And Barbara is our main character. Everyone, yes, uh, she's like the little girl. She also wears like fun outfits. Like she has like bunny ears. And she yeah. wears, has glasses as well. Miranda also has glasses. <laughs> so this is the story of Miranda. <laughs> Uh, but yes, the motivational speaker is coming up and like the teacher at this point has had enough of her shit, I guess, because Barbara's like not paying attention. She's reading a book and she she calls Barbara on it like, hey, pay attention. Like these people are here volunteering their, their time. And Barbara's like, just leave me alone because I already have a job. Yeah. Like <laughs> I and you pick your battles as a. Yes teacher because i saw it and like i've been in the situation <laughs> where i'm like hey i wouldn't have said anything i would have just no. let her continue reading she's not hurting anybody she's not being disruptive right. she's being rude but she's not being disruptive right i think you could probably at that point like after class pull her and be like hey i need you to understand that that's not kind behavior yeah and barbara doesn't give a fuck about being kind so she's like well fuck you anyway but no, she's <laughs> she's one of those assholes that's like i call it as i see it yeah which is i'm happy the way the story has like the way the story evolves because i think in other i'm gonna say dc in other <laughs> like publications other writers like do just keep that as their personality mm -hmm. and don't let characters grow yeah and i wouldn't be able to read barbara beyond this point you know like if i didn't if this was like not a, a one-shot story if it was like oh this is like our judy b jones of image comics and like we're doing more if she was like this all the time I, insufferable i wouldn't be able to read her yeah well this book does i think like a really good job like it is a close storyline and you know barbara is our main character she's the character who we need to see grow in order for the story to progress right yes but the story does like a really good job of handling her assholic nature 
in terms of yes. it's never a good thing. Like, it's never right that she's like this. But at the same time, like, we as the reader are encouraged to have empathy for her because at the end of the day, like, she's a child who is struggling to understand things that, like, to she's struggling and she is having to grasp with a reality that is very difficult for anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is, it is, it's her lashing out. And it's not necessarily okay how she treats people. They do a really good job of showing that. Yeah. But at the same time, we are encouraged to have, like, empathy for her. Yeah. I agree. Um, And that's just good writing, everyone. When you (laughs) are able to make characters well-rounded, your audience can understand that children or a character will lash out. Yeah. But also consequences happen when that happens and we'll talk about it in this book but yes i was i put myself in the situation i was like what i had called her out usually no yeah unless it's like actually disruptive and like mm-hmm. i think the i don't think it's a golden rule but like a constant thing that i hear is like once you start disrupting like others learning yeah. then we're gonna have an issue because it's not fair yeah and she wasn't she was reading a book mm-hmm. relatable it was a big ass book like it was definitely you could see that she was doing it the entire time but it's not and it covered her face like she was not engaged it is not okay behavior her the book is like half her size it's covering her face she's actively not participating not listening whatever Mm -hmm. but you know how many kids just fall asleep in class because their needs aren't being met at home yeah let them sleep anyway this motivational speaker grabs her book rude that shit's rude (laughs) that's not yours and like pulls it down and she's like i already have a career and this is where she she does her statements i find giants i hunt giants i kill giants right (laughs) she said the name of the book oh like three pages in very cool and she is rude because i'm gonna read this panel yes she says so you'll forgive me if motivating a room full of losers with no self-esteem out of their hard-earned money doesn't hold much interest your job's fucking whack and i was like Damn. <laughs> again again though i i'm gonna defend her on this one because she wouldn't have said jack shit mm-hmm. if they hadn't like a the teacher calls her out right which that's already iffy like it's a teacher's prerogative to keep order in the classroom i get that but the teacher calls her out and then the motivational speaker calls her out and he does like the condescending thing of being like well then what's so important that you don't have to listen to my words little girl yeah yes <laughs> and it's like at that point you know what gloves are off like it's one thing for the teacher to try to establish order it's another thing for this jackass to be like oh you have a job tell us about your job little girl yeah so she (laughs) does say that yeah and then immediately she goes to the principal's office and it's implied that she's constantly in the principal's office (laughs) yeah she's like a a quote-unquote troubled child yeah yeah so she goes Mm mm-hmm the principal talks to her and he's like okay whatever like he just like talks to her and kind of like shoes her away basically um and it's telling her like you need to stop interrupting in class you have to stop talking about this nonsense about killing giants and one of the things that i would say is like a trigger for her Mm -hmm. or a sore spot for her is when anyone is like what the fuck are you talking about with giants because she gets made fun of it for like all the time yeah Right. Like she's a fucking freak, right? A quote unquote freak because she talks about killing giants. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and everyone's like, you're fucking weird for that. And like the adults too, like they call her things nonsense and like fantasy and all this stuff. And she immediately like snaps. Anytime that happens, it's like, well, fucking fuck you too, you stupid bitch. Like that's her yeah. vibe. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> I okay. <laughs> I, I, mean, Wait, I don't know what I do. To be fair, majority of the time she's talking to people that should know better. Like, you know, it's the teacher, the counselor, the principal. They all should know better. Like, it's it's not rocket science to see, like, a kid who is struggling at home and then is making up an allegory about fighting giants. I will say that I don't know if anybody knows what's happening at home. Like, no, the adults. No. know. They don't. They don't. It's, it's elementary school. In elementary school, no. like... You know, she's getting dropped off in your business no she gets dropped off by her sister she attends school and she leaves that's what schools care about are you in attendance right are you being disruptive if you're being disruptive then we'll talk to you about it we'll call your sister mm-hmm. what is the sister gonna say well i drop her off there's a they make a point where she's she starts mm-hmm. skipping school right yeah and the sister's like well i drop her off every day Dude, the fact that it takes a week for the school to reach out to home is That's what it takes. No, but that's long. That's what it takes. It's three days. Three to four days unexcused. That's when they start reaching out. In el- but not in elementary school. In elementary yes. school, like, I have In never- my district, yes. In your district, yeah? Because, like... They'll start calling. And it honestly, it does depend. There's, okay. there's little, like, asterisks. It depends on, like, the... Here, I don't know if there's still a thing, because... I don't know. My district's a little weird, but... Mm-hmm. Um, they have like attendance they're not called officers anymore but they're like the truancy like manager that person is in charge of calling the parents right but now it's been automated but if they start learning the kids then they know like that office aide kind of knows more than everybody else because they start calling parents and parents will start opening up yeah no they don't have access to this parent they have access to a sister who's trying to hold everything together. And that's why I think when the counselor comes in, she's like, you need to tell me about what's going on at her home. And Barbara's like, no, I don't. I don't know. They're, they can assume well, something's like, not okay. Right. But the if counselor she's knew, like the counselor you, knew right right away. The, because the she's a counselor, she's trained. Yeah, but like the counselor was like, has was is in contact with the sister the entire time. Because, like, the counselor talks about that. But did the counselor know about her mom? I think the counselor does. Because I think that's why she gets recommended to the counselor. Hmm. Okay. Like, I think it's, like, the counselor is doing that whole tactic of trying to get, like, the kid to tell them to, like, establish trust. Yes. Okay. So, and in elementary school, like, um, granted, I don't know every single elementary school, like, teacher ever. But the ones that I do know, like... They're in constant contact with parents. They're constantly sending emails and making phone calls. But if your parent is not constantly emailing and calling back, then there's a lack of communication. Right. 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 I just, I, I just, I don't know. I think in, I think in middle school, like it would make more sense for the school not to know, but I think in elementary school, like I, I guess, I guess we can talk about it now. Like when the mom first gets sick, like that's, that's something that somebody would mention. But who like, would mention been it? Sick for a long time. But who would mention it? Well, but that's just it. Is that it doesn't? You don't. It, you know, like most people, they don't just get hit by the, with like the cancer stick and then like they're unable to function. Like it's a dec- it's a decline. Right. You so know? you. But we don't see that. No, we don't see that. We're at the we uh, we walk in at like late stages. Yeah. So 
maybe the school knows mm-hmm. I just I don't want to defend like shitty adults that's not what I want to do I just yeah. from my experience in like districts mm-hmm. is if a kid we can know that a kid has a really difficult job at home or not job time at home but when they come to school schools can only take care of what happens in school right so if a kid is showing up doesn't talk about what's going on at home because I've like seen kids like that right yeah. that like things are going on they shut down they don't talk they don't do anything admin can't do much at that point they can recommend like in-house ther- like therapy some schools have extra um supports in the school like in the school itself like they have extra funds and they have like therapists at school sites right they then recommend it recommend them, like they do to this they kind of push her to the counselor right and we see like less and less of the teacher and the admin right but if there's no work being done at home and she's coming to school and she's being destructive the teachers start just like sending them to the office it's like you're disrupting other people's learning so you just need to go to the office and the school I was at had a lot of like they're called wraparound programs here like programs that are put placed into schools that are title one right and these schools need a lot of support and what you end up seeing is that these kids bounce back and forth on a lot of like from a lot of professionals yeah um hopefully they'll stick to one adult that they start trusting and then some of those teachers or not teachers some of those people are social workers and they can go and do home checks which is what we see with this counselor Mm -hmm. but the principals don't do that they just kind of know what's going on and it then depends on how good of a person that principal is right right I just I don't like it's in middle school and high school I think like it's a lot there's a lot more of like a distance and a separation Mm -hmm. but like um like when I was in elementary school my principal knew everybody's name mine didn't really yeah oh okay I don't think I knew my principal in elementary school I knew my counselors more but even then I didn't I knew my teachers a lot and my teachers did talk to my parents yeah so yeah so and then teachers probably would know what's going on yeah like you're saying like if it was like a a long decline Mm mm-hmm in the record somewhere because all the kids have notes on them right it says probably at home trouble sick parent yeah and you know like it, it's like you said parents do talk open up with things because like i know when i've had to do calls home with parents like uh <laughs> i have a, a joke at work that um <laughs> i just kind of have the i i need help face yeah so like every time i have to make calls home with parents that's always when like I learn way too much about like their home life because the parent just needs somebody to talk to. They do. And they just, they'll, they'll tell you and that's okay. Cause I've had yeah. at the school I was at, it was a lot of Spanish speaking families. I see mm-hmm. Spanish. When I first started there, they didn't have any Spanish speaking. Like, oh, like, you were the default. The staff. Yeah. the And I was in the, I guess to put more context, I was in the wing of the school that would have been like the quote unquote Dean's office. Yeah. But my district has like changed it they call it student student success office and that's where they go see they got rid of deans they're called assistant principals and assistant principals can be everywhere but there's one in charge of behavior right right in the behavior ring was where all the wraparound programs was and that was my job yeah mine was all academic i didn't handle behavioral but like i said it really just depends on the person Mm -hmm. and the level of service that they get but ooh, I was losing my train of thought. What did you say? 
Oh, oh, the people. Oh, so I would yeah, call and translate because like, they're like, hey, you right. Spanish? And I'm like, sure. Like, can you translate? Like, okay. And like, it'd be some guardian and I'll be like, oh, hi. Like, I'm calling. Like, do you speak Spanish? Like, yeah. I'm like, okay, I speak Spanish too. And like the second they can like actually express themselves, like I'm, I'm really trying with little, mm-hmm. ki- this little kid over here, like their kid, but I'm struggling really hard. Like I work and yeah. all this stuff. And they tell you everything. You're like, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I am sorry and I understand but when little Johnny or Susie is here like they need to be students yeah um and we can help them out but we need your help as well you know like it's not a one-sided thing yeah that's what it's kind of like I understand why they talk to her that way because that's mm-hmm. how adults in education start to get after a while yeah well, usually like you get burnt out and you get tired and it's and like one see... of the things that gets burnt out very quickly yeah. in childcare, I think is empathy like it's it, it shouldn't but it does just because like it's it's hard and there isn't enough support on like the back end like to support people who provide child care and at a certain point like it's like like it just it becomes hard to be understanding yes and it's like with barbara she's like a repeat yeah a repeat one like mm-hmm. i just fucking talked to you about not wearing ripped jeans to school and you're fucking wearing ripped jeans again like what are you doing why would you do that? And there is a point where you do like I would talk to these kids, not crazy. Like I don't think I ever like like broke their respect. Like I never talked to them. Like some some folk do. Some people yeah. are out of line the way they talk to these kids. Like they yeah. they they're fucking rude. Yeah. But I just ask them like, why are you doing that? Like, can you just can you just wear jeans? Like, can you please? Because you want to have a good week and I want to have a good week. And I'm like, okay, miss or whatever. And they'll kind of like back out or whatever. Uh. But at that point, the conversation isn't like, what's going on at home? It's like, I need you yeah, to either tell me what's going on. Like, maybe you don't have access to clothes. That's the reality. The school mm-hmm. has clothes that we can give you. But we need to have that conversation first. And initially, I think the beginning of the school years are always, like, really hopeful. And then October hits, and it starts hitting the fan. And then they get winter break, and it's okay. And then in like february march everyone's like losing it again and then everyone's just counting down they do testing it was like a month's worth of testing and then they do school for like another couple weeks and then they're out of school mm-hmm. and it becomes to people who have been doing the profession for a long time like okay just like highlights like i get to take another break at this point i gotta take another break at this point i get my mm-hmm. long break it's coming up and they need it but to rebuild empathy is really hard yeah it's really hard and it, I wish it wasn't a reality of the industry, but it is, mm-hmm. you know, and it is never Barbara's fault because again, she's a 10 year old. Like it's, you know, she's, she's not working with a fully developed brain. She's not working with a fully developed set of emotional skills, to like a fully, a fully developed emotional toolbox, mm-hmm. but she also doesn't give them much to work with. It's hard. Yeah. It's a hard situation. I mean, I guess what I what all of this to say is that this situation is really tough. Mm-hmm. But for every one barber, there's like ten of them at a school. Yeah, that's small. We see These we see like the the barbers in the school. Yeah, we do. Like what they turn into? Yeah. <laughs> what turn into Terry? Yeah, Taylor but, Terry. Uh, I don't know. It's a T name. The mean one. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So she has like a not fun conversation with the the principal and he does like talk down to her is like your Mm -hmm. ideas are foolish and like all this stuff which again is not a good way to handle that conversation it's not 
Dude, this guy starts off on the wrong foot. He says, like, in 20 words or less, like, tell me what happened. And then she does it, and then he gets pissy because she's a little bit rude about how she does it. Yeah, her tone. Which I'm just like, well, then don't tell her 20 words or less. Yeah. You know, if you don't do want her to tell you exactly how she did it in 20 words or less, then don't say it. Yeah. And Barbara's a smart ass. Like, yeah. she's a kid that you just have to let it go. Like, mm-hmm. she's always going to have the last word, and that makes her happy, whatever. Like, yeah. I guess to me, Barbara, like if she was one of my students, I'd like try my best and hopefully she like open up. And Mm -hmm. I have had like decent outcomes and kids do end up like liking me and trusting me and talking to me about stuff. Yeah. Um, Because I don't lie to them. (laughs) They're like, I need help with this. Like, I can't help you. I'm sorry. But this other person can help you. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there is a point where some kids where it's like, okay, life is going to teach you because I'm no longer the teacher in this. And life does teach Barbara because what happens? She continues. They're establishing like she's not like other girls. Like she's not like other kids. She's reading Dungeons and Dragons, and the other yeah. girls are like with belly tops and like talking uh. about makeup and celebrities. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Who fucking cares about Twilight?" Okay, <laughs> pretty much. I it's. Ugh. <sighs> <sighs> She is not like other girls, but at the same time, like she longs desperately she for wants to be. connection. Yeah. She wants she to be wants herself, to be like them, but to be she, accepted. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like she looks really vulnerable when like she overhears their conversation. When she gets home, she like, you know, rolls her shirt up to do the whole belly top thing. Yeah. <laughs> And she goes in and she's looking and she's looking. She goes home. It's a yeah. big house. She realizes she's like by herself and she's mm-hmm. like freaking out. She's like, oh my God. And she goes to like her safety, her comfort zone, which is like a fort. In the basement. Oh, it's a fort yeah. in the basement. Um, mm-hmm. She refuses to go upstairs. Yeah. Uh, her sister comes in. She says, hey, nut job. <laughs> she's not nice. Hey, nut job, come help me with the groceries. She doesn't. She hurts herself. Oh, she trips over Barbara's book bag. And I'm not yeah. going to lie. I've tripped over my bags, my brother's bags. That shit is so annoying. <laughs> it is a very childish thing to do. Yeah. But it's like that. I don't know if you ever saw that meme, but like when you're having a bad day and you drop your keys, like right before you go home and you just want to cry because you're like, right. oh my God, like this sucks. Uh, <laughs> I fell for the sister. I'm just like. Yeah, because uh, the sister is like, she's young. She's like supposed to be like 18, 19. And she has to take care of the kids and she has to ha- like work and she has to like do all the cooking and cleaning and manage everything and be the the adult, the adult here adult. Yeah. And it's like you said, like she's, she is struggling hard in the background of the story. Yeah, I would like a sort, like one of her own. Like if they were, they won't because it's closed. But if they did one of these for all of the kids, it would be cool. Yeah. Well, we get like, I forgot there was a brother in this. Yeah. I forgot multiple times while reading this book that there was a brother because we we, we get no emotional journey with the brother. No, she, it's a big family, I'd say. So it's the sister, the older sister, um, and one, two, three four children total no no no. there's four. only no? three. Oh, three, and the other so, one's a friend at yeah this? Okay. they're playing dungeons and dragons oh excuse me yes they are i thought i kind of assumed they were all siblings no 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 no. because um later uh when other events happen when we see mm-hmm. just like the family gathered together it's it's just the three siblings right totally 
Uh, so yeah, they're playing Dungeons and Dragons, and like the thing happens when you play Dungeons and Dragons. Someone says something like, "I want to do something ridiculous," and Barbara's the DM. And Barbara has no chill, and she's not. She doesn't do the rule of cool. She's just like, "Oh, so you th- you said this while sitting in front of me while we're playing this game? Roll, roll to hit." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's like, of course, it's like an impossible move. The person characters dies and the kids like i spent a month on that character like you're such a fucking asshole for that which sucks because yeah. i think she she likes dming like she does like that mm-hmm. and to be told like you're an asshole like that can't feel nice she's bummed out she goes outside her sister wants to go talk to her and be like hey like are you okay barbara refuses to talk um, yeah well um just to add like a little bit of extra dimension to this it is yeah. her brother who is fighting with her yeah like it's it's kind of just showing that she's not getting her needs met at home like she's not getting the support she probably needs from home and it's not anything against her family like they're doing the best that they can they are all stretched thin yeah her brother is like in middle school yeah and her brother's fucking so that's the brother that's like really okay so he is an asshole also so like you can kind of tell like Mm -hmm. Not asshole, I shouldn't use that word. You can tell the language that you, that's used at home is being mm-hmm. used at school. And although that language is probably not appropriate in a nice conversation, that's what she knows. So when she goes to a school setting, mm-hmm. how can she express herself with kinder language if she's being, say, like she's being told really negative things at home? Well, yeah, like she's, and she's also doing that thing that like... And she's like 10. Yeah, <laughs> like she's, she's also doing be, that thing that kids do where she's trying to be older than she is yeah because of the situation she's in yeah the situation she's in and because of like the stories that she tells herself in order to cope like she's she's she understands that like what is what she's experiencing is more emotionally complex than with what a lot of her peers are experiencing and the (laughs) way that she is choosing to express that is she sees herself like she's trying to grow herself up in a way so Mm -hmm. like you know, she takes things very seriously. She um, derides things that she considers childish, you know, all that. And in part, like, I think a lot with like her language and her behavior, she is mimicking how her older siblings like speak and behave because like, again, she's trying to grow herself up. She's trying to be older than she is. Yeah. And And she spends a lot of time with like this particular D and D group. Yeah. they're all so in like she, middle school high school <laughs> she's modeling behavior right yeah um but yeah he says like uh for an example he says my ass you're on the rag so my guy gets screwed which is like so fucked up to say yeah <laughs> but you know that shit does happen um again she goes outside her sister tries to talk to her she doesn't talk to her and this is where we see like the first like i'd say like fantasy component of the book we see a lot of little like sprites or fairies yeah then we get another panel and we see that she sees like the world in a very magical like playful way it's like her imagination i would say it's her imagination but it's also one of those like the book is kind of like ah it didn't happen for me it was like well this happened i guess it was a giant because the writers are telling us it's a giant you know yeah but it is an allegory to her life yeah like it's it's an allegory this is how these are the terms she is putting these things that she has to deal with in you know if if the giant is representative of her mother's looming death, then like the fairies are representative of 
like her innocence and her childhood and like those little bits and pieces of being a child that we lose as we grow up and we experience more. Yeah. Yeah. When she's trying to protect them, like she's trying to protect them with everything she has. So good. It's so sad, you guys. It's so sad. (laughs) It's so sad. This is is such a beautiful book. Yes. Uh, Anyway, so they established, chapter one establishes all that. Chapter two comes in. Uh, It's called The Spark. And again, we see her messing with her, like her tool or her mm-hmm. weapon to kill giants. And she's super protective of it. She's also like collecting trash and- Well, she's like being, she's a D&D kid, right? And so she's yes. doing all of like that witchy stuff. Of, yes. You know, she's trying to do protection charms. Like she's, she's trying to make sacrifices. Like she is- she She's is coping. Doing... Huh? Yeah, she's coping. She's coping. Like she's like, okay, like in my game, this is how I protect my character or these are she's the DM right so she yeah. knows like the ins and outs of the game she has to to be a DM yeah um I know that the whatever druid I'm gonna fuck it up and I'm sorry you correct because you're actually a DM okay. uh, like they need to make perception they have to like prepare their spells or whatever right and she does all those steps mm-hmm. and it's like what the fuck bro like you need so much help like watching this as an adult or like consuming this at my age mm-hmm. it's like this kid needs so much help yeah well like it's she's sad face she's trying to fight something you can't fight yeah you know and you know she's turned into she's turned hard into fantasy as a way to cope with that because in fantasy anything is possible yeah right so here she is like she has kind of forged herself into a pseudo paladin right mm-hmm. and she's making these prayers over her holy weapon right mm-hmm. gift of earth gift of gold gift of new gift of old bless the righteous guide my hand against the darkness my last stand bless the weapon the one it's chosen and then she names her weapon which her weapon is named Kovelski mm-hmm. uh after a um after a baseball player who was nicknamed like the giant killer yeah so she puts a lot of thought into it like character building right uh, yeah and she yeah and for a majority of the story, we never see uh, Kovaleski. Like, we never see Kovaleski. All we see is her chosen sheath for it, her, the, the holder of it, right? Which is this little heart-shaped purse that she has, like, embroidered. So cute. Mm-hmm. I want a heart-shaped purse. <laughs> I do. It's so cute. I saw someone with, like, a strawberry purse last night. I was like, that is so cute. Oh, that is so Life cute. Life can be so cute. I... I want a flower-shaped purse, but I don't want it to be plush. I want it to be, like, that pseudo-leather material. Yes, hers was, uh, uh, was like, a like the, the leather material. Yeah. It was so cute. So it holds its form. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't get as dirty. And it also, you can actually store stuff in it. Because plush purses are beautiful, but you can't put shit in them. <sighs> they're just, they're it's toys. Just fluff. <laughs> it's just It's fine. It's just, you know, you're a little <laughs> overstimulated. Touch the plush. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um okay so she does the the enchantment with her her kobaleski mm-hmm. and then we that's where we see that she's like putting up offerings for the giant we learn a little bit later it's for the giant um yeah like she's and it's garbage she finds giant like she finds giant she hunts giant she kills giants right yes and so she's on one hand she's trying to protect everyone like she's trying to protect her house from the giant coming but on the other hand you know she's prepping for this showdown on a certain level anytime you prep for something you kind of want it to happen yeah uh 
so as that's happening we see a new character come in i think her name's sophia yeah, yeah. sophia she comes up and they become it's like a, a slow but a slow friendship but they do become friends throughout the book and sophia comes up she's like hey like are you playing a game like what are you doing um of course barbara is like very like reclusive with it she's like ah, first of all no <laughs> mm -hmm. but i think there is some like I don't know if shame she just has not been accepted with this so it's like oh my god like this person saw me do this and she immediately gets defensive yeah um and Sophie to her credit is very kind <laughs> she's just like yeah okay so you're it's like a science project then right because it's decompositioning right or whatever uh and then she's Barbara in her dramaticness is like I hope you never find out what it's about <laughs> yeah <laughs> and she's like you have a nice name though <laughs> She's so she's Barbara such a kid. <laughs> is living life like she is Aragorn, son of Arathorn. <laughs> yes, she is. She has the weight of the world on her shoulders and nobody understands. Yeah. Um, so and then when Barbara gets home, like she hears her sister and her mom like talking. Yeah. You know, trying to decide how to handle her. But again, uh, they're upstairs and Barbara cannot go upstairs yeah she refuses mm -hmm. so she runs away again she's talking and it's like it's one of it's those conversations that are not meant for children to hear but she hears it because her sister's like she's getting worse like i don't know what to do about it and that's never a good thing to hear no no uh we are go to the next day um barbara is starting to see portents like she's trying to see signs the final battle is approaching yes <laughs> And then Sophia has just decided, like, I, like, I live, we live in the same neighborhood and you're friend-shaped. Let's make this happen. Yes. You kid, I kid, friends. <laughs> I love when kids do that, though. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, you're my size. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Hang out with each other. They're so cute. Mm -hmm. um, they go to school. Again, this is establishing, like, bully behavior. Yeah. So Barbara, like, she she's not emotionally vulnerable enough to actually have friends yeah but she does associate with sort of the other social outcasts so like there's a kid who uh is on crutches there's like the stereotypical nerd looking kid there is like the <laughs> the big boat the big boat i loved this little girl every she's time so she's cute. on the page like <laughs> she's like at one point she's like move over you're hiding my lady lumps <laughs> Was I was like, like I've known that fifth grader. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so, yes. And then, of course, here comes the big neighborhood bully. Yeah. And she walks up. She's trying to, like, steal their lunch change, their lunch money. And fucking Barbara's a thug, dude. She spits in her hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <gasps> was like, respect. The I... bully puts her hands out. Mm -hmm. Barbara goes and spits in her hand. Mm-hmm. And says, that's all I got. Keep the change. Because Barbara is the, the like 80s hero that had all the zingers. <laughs> she literally always has something to say. Barbara was like, Barbara's the person that if she was into action films, like as a 10 year old, she would probably like look at people and say, yippee ki motherfucker. <laughs> yes, she would. Yes, she would absolutely be like American Gladiator and like had like all the punchlines. And she'd be like a crowd favorite because she had the the punchlines yeah uh the bully's like i'm gonna fucking kill you basically establishes nemesis boom right here right like right. Human, actual nemesis not um her giant her giant that she's preparing for yeah i that is something i really appreciated too is that like 
Barbara puts what's happening in her life in the terms of of like fantasy and in terms of like this epic battle that's coming, right? Mm -hmm. At the same time, she's dealing with this very real bully who is a physical threat to her. Mm -hmm. At no point does she turn the bully into a fantasy character. No, no. Because like I that's something that um I was uh, that I was like waiting for. I was waiting for like, okay, the bully's gonna get turned into a troll. It's gonna happen. I have to like be ready for this. It never happens. Right. Right. Or like an ogre or something. Yeah. yeah. Or an orc. But yeah, so sh- <laughs> she keeps asking for a toll, Alita. Like that's troll behavior. You're right. It is a troll. I yeah, no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> it is a troll. <laughs> uh and she is a troll. She's fucking this bully. I, okay, so there's this podcast that we mutually listen to. It's called Romancing the Pod. Yes. Um, they also have a different podcast called Horror Virgin. Yes. And in Horror Virgin, I think they've covered, I don't know what movie it is, <laughs> but one of the 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 hosts, because it's the three of them. Anyway, it's not important. It was like some fucking like kid horror movie. Like the kid was like the demon or some shit like that. Okay. And they're like, this is the craziest bully. Like this bully's out for blood and no adult is paying attention. What the fuck? Yeah. Because this escalates with this. Uh, what's her name? Devalicious. Her shirt says <laughs> Devalicious. Taylor. Taylor. Uh, Taylor loses her mind in this. And this is also where I'm like, okay and and you're right Miranda because like elementary they're still trying to like capture and protect Barbara but Mm -hmm. ain't no fucking adult fucking with Taylor let me tell you her ass gets sent to the dean and she sits there and she gets RPC and if she's not at school it's a good thing (laughs) yeah that's and she's an older kid so um my middle school bully looked Uh... just like Taylor (gasps) I'm so sorry yeah (laughs) You in a fever dream, you're like, I'm Barbara. Yeah. Taylor's that bitch. <laughs> I don't remember a lot of middle school. I don't know if I had a bully. But I did, like, I just hung out with, like, the same people all the time. I did shrink myself a lot, though, to just not be seen. Very much, like, not seen or heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was there. Yeah, Anyways. I, middle school was, no one, no one has a good time in middle school. Like, everyone no one really best. does. But yeah. middle school was kind of, like, was kind of the first time that like I experienced that I was not in fact a delight yeah (laughs) and so like I I by the time I got to high school I learned how to shrink but like it was middle school was learning it yeah I think fifth grade for me and then middle school I went to a really like violent middle school so I was just like not trying to get to fights because I was really little (laughs) I was like small and uh yeah no so, some of these people i saw a fight and it was like really really bad and i was like i never want to be in that position so i'm just gonna shut up that's <laughs> not looking yeah that's fair i went to a magnet school mm-hmm. like, just by nerds and pre-med programs it's like a 12 year old how are you getting picked that like y'all are all the same level shut up <laughs> right <laughs> you want to be a doctor okay sally no i'll see you when you're in an mlm okay anyway so this is happening and <laughs> Mm-hmm. in the middle of it barbara thorson miss molly needs you in her office and everyone knows miss molly is like the school psychiatrist or counselor. yeah she gets pulled in and barbara being barbara is like why am i here i'm not even gonna talk to you so why am i here yeah she walks out <laughs> yeah and she leaves um and she does she's ridiculous 
the counselor, you know, she's trying. She's like, it's a safe space. She's establishing mm-hmm. that it's a safe space. She could talk to her, like what stays with her kind of stays with her. And she leaves. Her counselor is black. She goes, she says something. I really like your pocketbook. And that was like immediately right off. Like Barbara's like strike one. I don't like it. Uh, mm-hmm. And then she's like, no, come on, sit down. And she leaves and she's like, don't think it's because you're black either. You just like, you just kind of suck as a human. And I'm like, okay, Barbara. Yeah, because well, like Barbara is allergic to bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, as someone who works in childcare, I understand exactly what Miss Molly is trying to do. Mm-hmm. She's trying to establish a rapport, right? Yes. But it's just small talk. It is. And Barbara's like, fuck that noise. I'm too busy for this. Yep. Leaves. Uh, yeah. She's walking around. She encounters Taylor again. She does mm-hmm. get kind of like uh, tussled with. She gets slammed into the locker. She gets smacked. An adult does stop this. The principal stops this. And she goes to the office. Uh, Sophia shows kindness and returns her glasses. And now they're friends because they're friendship, as you said. Yeah. Well, because like it's Sophia's the one that gets the principal. Because like okay. Sophia is again is also trying to establish like a relationship with Barbara. Yeah, you know, she's like trying to invite her over to her house. You know, like she's very non-judgmental. She is. She is. I feel for Sophia because I mm-hmm. I see myself in Sophia where it's like, well, like she's not. She's just like a weird kid, but she's not doing anything. You know, like yeah. A lot of my friends growing up. well maybe not growing up as an adult have been like they're just people like they're just my friends and that's it and if they have quirks they have quirks and if they don't they have other quirks (laughs) everyone has different things going on we've been part of the same D&D group I understand exactly what you're saying (laughs) yeah (laughs) widen the net a little bit (laughs) you got you start finding folk that you connect with and like Mm -hmm. whatever if you're cool you're cool yeah and I think Sophia lives in the, if you're cool, you're cool. Mm-hmm. So finally, Barbara starts opening up. This is again, like the first time us as an audience, she's opened us, opened up to us as well. So we actually start learning about the giants because Sophia poses a pre- the question. Well, you talk about giants a lot. Like, what's all that about? Mm-hmm. And um, she gives you the breakdown of the title of the giant classifications. Right. Of her lore. Yes. Giants according to Barbara. Yes, if you want to go ahead and cover that, Miranda, because I feel like you know it better than I do. (laughs) I would love to. So in the beginning, there was Ur, who was the misbegotten son of Earth and Sky. He stood 20 miles tall. Yes. And (laughs) fucking, I'll tell you, I'm Sophia, because you'll say stuff and you like have a bigger vocabulary than me. And then she's like, when you say misbegotten, like Sophia's like, when you say misbegotten, you mean like, they had a kid, right? Like they fucked. <laughs> and Barbara's like, yes, that's what I mean. <laughs> I was like, I'm Sophia. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my brother's misbegotten. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she's like, and Er is so lonely because no one else is 20 miles tall. Like he, he tries to talk to people. It's just, and all they say is, what's the weather like up there? Hey, stretch. <laughs> right. And so he's so lonely that he digs into himself much like uh much like Doomsday and Flashpoint and he rips <laughs> himself into pieces. Oh 
God. Yes. And those pieces <laughs> are the giants. And there's yeah. many different kinds of there's two or there's many different kinds of giants, but there's two classification two main classifications. There's the giants, which are things you can deal with, right? They're things that they do awful things, like uh frost giants or like mountain giants bathe in the blood of children and swamp giants like will be, make people into plant into pod people. You know, giants do lots of awful things, but they're things you can fight against. Mm -hmm. It's a monster you can face, whereas the titans are impossible. Like they are impossible obstacles. If a titan comes, like you just have to leave. You know, even the sun cannot bear to look upon the titans. They're the apex predator. Yeah, but like uh, Barbara, who is a self-proclaimed giant killer, yeah. You know, that's what she trains for. That's like she knows all the stuff about giants because she's going to fight the giants and all the bad things the giants bring. She's going to kill them. And it's it's OK because because Titans, the things that she can't fight against, no one has seen them in thousands of years. They may not have ever existed. Right. You know, that is that's the lore that Barbara is bringing with her. Yes. And then uh, Sophia's like, oh, OK, cool. <laughs> like somebody just like kind of like info dumps on you. You're like, OK. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, how do you kill the giants? And she's like, with this. And she like shows her her purse and says Kovaleski. I believe yeah. this is where we get the lore of, of the name, which you explained earlier, the baseball player that's a giant killer. Yeah. Um, but they... then Sophia, Sophia, who is like really good at establishing a friendship because like she's listening to Barbara info dump, but she's also asking questions like she's staying engaged. Right. And so she asks the next logical question after someone tells you like the, all the stuff about an obscure baseball player. Yes. She's like, oh, do you like baseball? How do you know baseball? And then that's when Barbara shuts down. Yeah. She does say it's all this boy stuff. Mm -hmm. And then Barbara's like, oh, man, you don't get it. And then leaves. And yeah. then she's like, you don't want to get too close to me. The people close to me die, which is really sad. Well, yeah. Uh, once you like, know about her mom. Yeah. Like what we learn later is that uh, her mom was a baseball fan and so like the things that make her shut down are when people question her fantasy like when people question her narrative because mm -hmm. like that's when she like gets violent she gets violent when people question her narrative and mm -hmm. she shuts down whenever anybody brings up her mom in any capacity yeah she can't handle it mm -hmm. uh she goes home again so we see that she can't go upstairs her sister's like hey like i'd see your home i'll i gotta go to work though so i'll see you see you when i see you well, yeah because like what we what we see with the sister is that she she's the she's, she's maintaining it yeah like it's there are two adults that want to help barbara right like there's i mean her mom also probably wants to help her but her mom is just not in a place where she can offer any significant effort mm -hmm. you know she's dying yeah so like the two out of the two adults that really want to help barbara we have mrs molly and we have her sister karen Mm -hmm. And the thing with like Karen is that she understands that Barbara is going through things and she's trying to be sympathetic. But she just doesn't have the time or the emotional capacity to give Barbara what she needs right now. Yeah, because honestly, Karen, Karen, right? She needs yeah. help too. Yeah. Again, I would like to see a story with her. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. She leaves her. We go on to mm -hmm. chapter three. It's called The Armor. And we see a little sprite, a little dude. Mm -hmm. Um. He runs into Barbara. She's full of. She's wearing armor because, of course, she fucking. <laughs> These little sprites are so funny. I mean, I'm calling them sprites. They're just little like animal, like little. In Spanish, we call them duendes, and it's just like little like 
gnomes or like little elves or whatever yeah they're like little pixies yeah so they're she runs one of them runs into it was like dang nabbit and then just starts like cussing in whatever language i took it as like cussing. <laughs> maybe it wasn't but he's like oh, i ran into you right <laughs> uh, <laughs> the pixie equivalent of this is my 13th reason yeah she's like oh fucking damn it like why were you there so big uh, but again, it's her coping. Like she's like thinking about what happened to her that day. She's wearing armor. She sees it, mm-hmm. and she kind of starts to open up. Uh, the obviously the pixies know because it's like it's it's in her mind, and she's like, uh, yeah, so something happened, right? And then she's like, no. And then she's like, well, I guess something did happen. And then mm-hmm. we cut into the day. Um, and this is well, this is where like we see that uh, she's developing like. Okay, a yes. relationship with Mrs. Molly. Like yes. she's obviously she keeps getting called to the office. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> it's not gonna stop. Yeah. And so like and so Barbara's gotten worn down to the point where like she is talking and she's starting to talk about like the things that are nice, right? Like she's talking about Sophia. Because Sophia is safe. She is not connected to her mom at all. She's not connected to the big awful thing that's happening at home. Mm-hmm. Sophia is something that is safe to talk about. Right. Yeah. And from there, like the conversation bridges into why why Barbara doesn't connect to other kids, right? Yeah. You know, because most kids my age, quote, because most kids my age care more about who's divorcing who on TV or if they have cool sneakers than talking to me. And I'm freaky. I like skulls. Yes. And I'm a little mean to people who are dumb. And most people are dumb. The counselor, cut, the counselor then cuts in. What about your sister, Karen? Is she dumb? And then it... Yeah. She like, kind of like... The panel is her with like little eyes and like a white background like fuck <laughs> well because like um, i think that's the moment she realizes like why mrs molly is talking to her yeah like she's like oh right like to her well mrs molly is talking to her because she does need to kind of get down to the the root of the con she's do- yeah as an adult molly is trying to help yeah a, but miss molly specifically talking to her because karen her is in contact with the school Right. Karen is trying to get Barbara the help that she and the help and the support that she needs that Karen cannot provide. Right. Um, (laughs) Because Karen is the goat. Yes. And so for Barbara, it's like another strike, right? She's like, Mm -hmm. strike two is family. Like, I'm not going to talk about family with you. And, you know, I think Miss Molly handles this like pretty well uh, because she says, Barbara, I want to know a little bit more about you. And she's like, well, just read my file. You read it right. And Miss Molly handles it. Yes, but a file doesn't tell me how you feel, who you are, which is very kind. I don't know if Barbara feels like anybody's like felt that way about her. Maybe it is like, oh, because kids do have a file and it travels with them. Yes. So, you know, <laughs> if it's not handled graciously, it is uh, like, well, you fucking already have like rap sheets. So like, that's what you need to know, right? Like, that's yeah. why I act like this. And then she, you know, raspberries at her. <laughs> No, she shoves. Okay, so I'm sure you've experienced this, but like mm-hmm. little kids, when uh, like kids need some form of like some form of control, they need some locus of control. When that need isn't being met, then they act out. Yeah. Right? And what I've noticed is that when it comes to when they're not feeling like they have control, they act out in a way that is very specific, and they act out with something that is like oh, shockingly violent. Happened. 
Yeah. And it's like shockingly violent. And that doesn't mean that they necessarily hurt themselves or others, but it's some, but it is this act of just this moment of violence. They break something. Yes. So what yeah. she does is she takes the picture she's been working on and she shoves it into her mouth. Yes. I thought that was her tongue. Yes. She does do that. <laughs> I just how I feel happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> such a brat, it's her bro. <laughs> reestablishing her control. Oh, she's gosh. doing this like this ridiculous violent thing that nobody can stop her from doing to reestablish yeah. control <coughs> excuse me yeah um i feel like i need to say I, was, I say brat but i mean it like like okay you win do you need this win okay little, little kid <laughs> yeah. you can have this win like i don't care <laughs> you have paper in your mouth not me so you know have fun uh anyway that ends that session we cut over to the playground this is where big bone girl she doesn't have a name and she <laughs> She says, boo, over skinny boys can't see my lovely lady lumps. <laughs> I'm really interested when, um, did you ever watch Adventure Time? Yes. Parts of it. <laughs> I'm I'm really interested, uh, like, when Lumpy Space Princess, Princess. became a thing. <laughs> yeah. like, that's what this character reminds me of. I, probably around the same time. Yeah. I feel like it's around the same, like, uh, timeline of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she goes, they're they're in PE, not playtime, sorry. They're in PE. And <laughs> Sophie's like, so you don't like gym? And uh she's she says, Jim's fine. Jim is fine. It's people I don't like. Present company company excluded. So we've established they're friends now, right? Yeah. They're gonna play baseball. Sophie Loki outs her and is like, Well, you know about baseball. That's why it says Kovaleski. Mm-hmm. And the PE teacher. I think logically it's like, oh, okay, well, let's go. Like, you like baseball, let's go play. Yeah, she's trying to, she's she's gotten something. This this kid has been a brick wall for who knows how long, and she's mm-hmm. gotten something. So she's trying to, like, engage Barbara. Yes, she does do, I don't know why she grabbed up on her purse like that. She shouldn't yeah. have done that. I No. Best interest, like, if she, if I'm giving her all the credit, she just wanted to read the name. Mm-hmm. Worst case, she just snatched it out, you know? one of the things that we see a lot in this book is like the many ways that she's adults don't respect children's boundaries yeah she they're actively disrespecting Mm -hmm. like i'm gonna touch your stuff but we never allow children to touch like teachers stuff or adults things right so it's it is like well if we're setting this expectation i expect the same and Mm -hmm. children feel that way you know know, it it goes back to like the principle with like the 20 words or less it goes back to uh the motivational speaker touching the book yeah you know like the motivational speaker who is rude to her and then she's rude right back and she gets sent to the principal's office no he grabs her shit he grabs the book and puts it down that's like he literally puts hands on her items that's i was like yeah full what the fuck i'd be upset too oh he does yeah he pulls it down so he could she can talk to him right so <laughs> yes uh so she grabbed the the fucking p teacher takes it barbara says some out of line shit mm-hmm. loud as fuck yep it's very adult language mm-hmm. she snatches her purse back and she's like principal's office yeah i know the way uh and then miss molly was like observing so she's like okay baseball like i could talk to her about baseball mm-hmm. meanwhile we see that taylor is up to something and even though barbara feels alienated at school even though like she does not connect to her peers or to her any uh, adults at this bill in this building Mm -hmm. like she does connect with sophia like she receives um like a little kid note like are we still friends love sophia check yes or no right 
-hmm. and it just it makes her so happy and like this her world we don't see the fantastical like we don't see the fan like because the fantastical we see exclusively through barbara's eyes and we don't see the fantastical when there's anybody else present yeah fantastical is exclusive for when she's alone which is when she feels most comfortable Mm -hmm. right she sees this note and it makes her happy and the world explodes into the fantastical yeah it's a really pretty scene um she can't be too happy for too long though because of traumatic trauma uh so she's she thinks this is a keeper she's gonna put it in her purse yeah she goes to kind to open it and remembers like oh if i open i break the seal Mm -hmm. and then she's like oh no 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 i wasn't gonna open it you look back up and now all the fantasy stuff like it's not happy anymore like they're kind of dead on the floor yeah and it's her fault right so she feels that very heavily yeah and she has like a freak out yeah, she's like, I'm sorry, I've forgotten myself. My holy quest of the, the sanctity of the seal, it won't happen again. Mm-hmm. She gets called a freak. Taylor and the other mean girl are like, she's losing it. <laughs> We're going to be such good bullies against this kid. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's uh, all it is. Like, she's fucking losing it. <laughs> uh, she, again, we cut back to uh, Miss Molly. And again, molly's getting her in a moment like after she's had like a panic right like yes something's happened she's been sent to miss molly having an emotional day Mm -hmm. and she has a baseball she tosses the baseball she's like do you want to play any games and she's like people play too much Mm -hmm. um and she's like what about a word game and she was like no like i just told you i don't do that um and she's like word association she says diamond and they're kind of going back and forth baseball Molly holds her hand. She says, you're holding my hand. She says, please let go of my hand. Molly doesn't let go of her hand. Mm-hmm. Well, because Miss Mo- Mrs. Molly is like trying to push the issue. Like she's, as a counselor, she feels like she's established enough of a bond with Barbara that she's ready to start like pushing bo- like Barbara to talk about like what's actually happening. Right. 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 Like not about the allegory, but about what's actually happening at home. Yes. And Barbara's not ready for it you know yeah and she does she does and i see what you're saying like they did know what's going on because she does mm-hmm. say like well, like what's going on at home maybe with karen and david and blank and blank mm-hmm. and we see an image of like a beast probably the titan oh um, she she slaps mrs molly oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which shout out to mrs molly <laughs> <laughs> she's a real one she is but she knows like she doesn't like you said she does know and she is the one adult that is i would i don't want to say qualified but we don't see the teachers putting in this effort admin is not putting that effort she is so she understands like when i push this Mm -hmm. something is probably gonna happen right yeah like and she is on some level she is trying to have like she's trying to push barbara into a breakdown and i say that in the kindest way possible like because right now Barbara, she she shuts down with adults. She shuts gets adults angry mm-hmm. because, like, when she gets adults angry, they send her away. Like, mm-hmm. nobody is pushing her on this issue, right? Yes. And so that's what Mrs. Molly is trying to do. She's trying to, like, force Barbara to directly confront what's happening and to go into a breakdown because then, like, she's trying to force her, in essence, to start talking about it because, like, once she starts talking about it, she's not going to stop. Yeah. And Barbara's not ready for that. And it's debatable whether or not she'd ever be ready on her own terms for it. 
-hmm. But instead of breaking down, she snaps and she hits her teacher. Yeah. And I do, and it's like a slap across the face. It's not a push. She slaps Mrs. Mm Molly. That happens. We see that she kind of just goes through her day and she's like, yeah, so that's what happened. Like after she's done telling like the the little pixies and the little pixies are like, wow, remind me to never piss you off. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's just extreme, bro. Yeah. Uh, And then they're like, maybe you should try yoga. (laughs) Which is so funny. (laughs) Uh, and uh, then we see taylor she comes up she yeah does and get- like the moment taylor appears the fantasy goes away yeah because again the we don't ever like barbara's fantasy world and the real world don't connect they do not interact no they like hardly exist at once mm-hmm. and um, so like the moment barbara's dealing with something that's real and in her face like the fantasy armor is gone the pixies are gone like the the portents of evil are gone and it is just barbara dealing with this moment right so taylor comes in Mm -hmm. she picks on her she beats her up a little bit uh she punches her she takes the purse yeah let's keep her she starts to open it she's like well what's so good in here she starts to open it barbara snaps Mm -hmm. and uh she goes mma on her (laughs) intent to kill bro like yeah (laughs) i'm happy she didn't kill her she would have gone to like involve involuntary manslaughter she's biting her she's slamming her head she fucking kicks her in the face yeah kicks her in the face twice sophia intervenes she says hey stop sophia gets punched she gets punched she gets a black eye mm-hmm. uh she runs away and yeah uh, and that's what snaps barbara out of the moment mm-hmm. she feels terrible about it mm-hmm. and she's starting to see more and more signs like the giant is gonna come chapter four the ghoul uh the sister's like sorry dinner's late it's gonna suck i'm sorry but my day was awful because of work (laughs) and also guess who called me because they hit their freaking teacher and barbara's like (laughs) like yeah well because like this is karen having her breakdown you know like she's trying to work to support the family she's not receiving any help like her mom is dying and mm-hmm. mom can't help and dad has just up and left yeah and so and, and the brother is the brother like he's like i assume he's like 14 yes and he's the shitty he's a shitty 14 year old which nobody which that's just that's just kind of what 14 year olds are kind of like <laughs> yeah but happens. like she's having to deal with barbara who is actively like death spiraling yeah. you know well and it's honestly at this point like i the, i understand this is weird like she she like emotionally dumps on her like i am trying mm-hmm. so hard for this fucking family yeah. and you like don't understand like yes dad's not here i'm taking care of it i'm paying these bills and all you need to do is go to school and come home and you hit your teacher mm-hmm. uh as she's doing that she loses herself she puts her hand in like the hot the skillet basically and she's she breaks down she starts sobbing in front of them and then again she's like how can i like how can i be with you being fucking crazy barbara when we have like our dying mom upstairs yeah and as readers we don't see it because they black it out i thought that was really smart yeah but she blacks out i think she's disassociating at this point Mm -hmm. we cut out and she's (laughs) when we're back she is in front of the house making traps yeah but with baseball 
Yeah, with baseball bats and baseball helmets. Yeah. Like, and it's... It's a tough situation. Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't necessarily, there's a right way, there's a wrong, there's a right way, right? We know what the right way is, but when you're in it, it's not clear and obvious. We saw Barbara emotionally snap. We are seeing the sister emotionally snap. She doesn't like beat on them. That's it. Like that's the difference. No, but it's like we're, I, this book shows all of these characters without judgment. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't even, like, I've been talking shit about the principal and the teacher, but, like, honestly, you know, this book doesn't paint them out to be villains. They just don't listen. Yeah. You know, like, even the bully, like, they make a point of showing that, like, the bully is the exact same age as Barbara. The bully's also going through shit. Okay. She does look older. She's just a bigger kid then. Yeah. Um, (laughs) She, like, she's just yeah because well, if you notice like um they like this the book isn't through the bully's point of view the bully's point bully honestly doesn't matter but yeah. it's just kind of like without judgment so like if you notice uh the bully wears a naruto headband she does because <laughs> she's also a little kid yeah she does <laughs> uh and like does it's funny though because like it also like she has like teen outfits on sometimes yeah. but sometimes she has like the naruto thing and like like she's wearing like a weird costume with some other times too mm-hmm. um it's just kid shit so yeah there's a breakdown so she's putting up the barriers we cut back to school she has to now deal with the consequences of sophia of her yeah. punching sophia and this is what i mean like sometimes as like an educator like life will teach kids lessons yeah because you can't act like that Kids can act a certain way with adults and know that they will be okay because an adult in a school setting, mm-hmm. they shouldn't ever, but like they can't put hands on you. They can't like, they can't do a lot. Teachers are really liable for a lot of things. Yeah. So you can be a fucking asshole to your teacher and go home like nothing happened. Yeah. But once you start doing that to your friends, your friends don't need to be your friends anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see that with Sophia like she comes up and she cracks a joke like oh it looks like you got hit like with a level 10 beholder or some feral kid who needs new prescriptions <laughs> yeah she does say can I sit with you can I say I'm sorry Sophia says you're crazy and runs away mm-hmm. um, and for this is such a kid thing she says you can hit me back whenever you want one shot that does and not fix anything barbara it's such a kid thing like i did it to you you do it to me and it's okay and it's like yeah. no like you hurt your friend mm-hmm. uh she gets called back miss molly to, she gets called to miss molly and she says okay like miss molly doesn't address that she got slashed she doesn't do anything right she just says like tell me about the giants yeah. um this really establishes the trust i think because mm-hmm. barbara's like well why don't you tell the principal and she's like everybody gets one one hit one thing and we're yeah. gonna move on and she said okay <laughs> that's it because like it's no one in the i am sure barbara's gotten like a lot of chances from everybody in her life up till now mm-hmm. but from the point when this book starts until when this book ends nobody gives barbara a second chance like it's always the first time she displays behavior go to the principal's office the first mm-hmm. time she displays behavior weeks detention yeah so molly's smart she brings up the giants and she establishes that the only thing she knows about giants is like Mickey Mouse giants. So yeah. like, what's the big deal? Um, and of course, Barbara being a know-it-all starts explaining everything. 
and shows her her book with her notes and it's like this is why like this is my back Kobaleski's like how I'm gonna kill the giant not like Mickey yeah she's like with this I can stop any giant kill any giant if I'm strong enough if I stay focused and I'm worthy I I can stop death itself and like that's when it clicks for Mrs. Molly what the allegory is right yes so then we cut over to meanwhile Sophia who fled the lunchroom is looking at her shiner and then Taylor who is a bully and smells blood in the water uh, (laughs) she's a punk yeah yeah is like trying to make nice with Sophia so that so that she can learn more about Barbara because Taylor her motivation like Taylor wants to put Barbara in her place but all of the normal things that she does don't work Right. Yeah. Like she tries to like she literally tries to beat up Barbara and then Barbara slams her head into the pavement and kicks her. That's just crazy. So she's trying to figure out like what she can use to hurt Barbara. Right. And this is the point where like Sophia tells Taylor, tells the bully about the giants and about the traps and all of that. Yeah. So then we see Taylor and her her gang of friends and they're breaking apart the protective the protection thing of course this comes after barbara seeing in her in her fan like in her fantasy she sees like harbingers yeah and then she runs to the the beach where they had where she has a protective thing and they're destroying it mm-hmm. and then she's like stop it stop it or i'm gonna kill you yeah like, yeah and taylor feels strong because taylor's got her crew taylor has weapons like they're they're destroying they're fucking shit up and then barbara you know tries to do like her like her dragon ball z power up and she finally we finally see kovaleski and it's it's like a baseball bat pencil with a nail hammered through it yeah and she's like what happened like something happened to it Mm -hmm. uh and they beat the shit out of her yeah. Uh, she wakes up. She has, like bandages on her face. Sophia clearly is like upset about it. Like she's like, I'm so sorry. Like I didn't think that was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, No, you gotta go. And she's upstairs, right? Like she's yeah. Like room. and and here's the thing. Like Barbara's not ready to hear Sophia's apology. Not because she's still upset with Sophia, but because right now Barbara's in panic mode because she has been put upstairs. Yeah, like, and she doesn't like going upstairs. Has not been upstairs this entire book. Like she sleeps down in the basement in her fort. Yeah. So we see her mm-hmm. like like panicking and she has to walk past the room and the room is her she has to walk room. past her mom's room. And she, her mom's like in a hospital bed, has like IV. She has like she's very sick. But yeah. we don't see that. We see like a ghoul. Well, yeah, cuz like this is Tied up. this is the one time that her fantasy interacts with reality like because yeah. or well there's another time a little bit later in the book but this is the time that we see it happen every other time when she's living the fantasy it's when nobody else is around mm-hmm. and this is sort of where we see like we know as readers like you can kind of see metatextually that like the giants tie in with the reason why mo- everyone like talks circles around mom yeah but this is when we see it directly. We see mom she, is like yeah. this shadow monster is in her mother's room and her mom is a wraith. Yeah. And she cannot bear to look at her. She calls her, she says, please. And it lives very like sad. <laughs> yeah. Then we cut over, it blacks out. And then chapter five, the sacrifice. Yep. Um, we see it's kind of stormy. There's clouds and stuff. Well, this is 
when Barbara decides to take a week break from school. Yeah, she's just like, okay. In middle school or high school, I can understand why that might, it might take a couple days for mom and dad to find out, for home to find out. In elementary school, like if an if an eight-year-old stops showing up, you, you... Does the school start calling or the teacher calls? Um. So in my experience in elementary school, like if I have known teachers, not every teacher, but I have known some like elementary school teachers who if like the kid doesn't show up in the first hour of school, they start sending emails to parents. Okay. Okay. Like it, I think it does depend on like which, uh, like the school itself, because elementary schools are very localized, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the, the policies of an elementary school are very much controlled by that at that specific administration. Okay. So, but I have like some of the teachers, like elementary school teachers that I've known personally, like they'll send emails right away. Okay. Totally. Um, so the fact that it takes six days for anybody to reach out to like home. Yeah. <laughs> So she's not there. Sophia's, you know, sad. Mm-hmm. Taylor's being Taylor. Well, like Sophia's worried because no, because she has in essence not seen her friend for six days, for like over a week, and so she goes to the counselor, and then they make a home visit. Yeah. Which the again the fact that Karen learns that like Barbara's been playing hooky for over a week, not even from the school admin but from a home visit from like a concerned counselor. Yeah. Yeah. Like someone in that office needs to be fired. I'm wondering if, she, if uh, Karen didn't check her emails. I think it's, I, I do think it kind of, like you said, it doesn't place blame. Right. So you yeah. just kind of like check. So I, it does kind of feel like a, a perfect cycle of events. Like I dropped my kid off. Mm-hmm. I'm somehow not informed. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's just because I worked at a school. Right. <laughs> it's just like I see what happens like on the inside of it. Yeah. And how when you're overworked as like a guardian, mm-hmm. it's easy to miss certain things. Uh, and not not on purpose. Yeah. I'm not no, saying like absolutely. Karen's like being bad. That's not what I'm saying. Like she's working like two, three jobs mm-hmm. to maintain this, like to have a house. But yeah, I mean, if nobody fucking reached out ever, that is a lot. Yeah and you know i yeah six days is a long time or five days is a long time and for her to just learn yeah well and because barbara is in essence like she's obviously been coming home for dinner so she's not missing missing but she's mm-hmm. quasi missing right uh sophia goes into like the goes into the basement goes into like her fort and mm-hmm. it's been destroyed like she yeah. has destroyed the space <laughs> there's a picture of a picture of her mom and Barbara and Barbara stuck a photo of like a giant on. Okay. <laughs> so it's sad, but it's cute. Yeah. She can't stand anything. And like, this is the point when Karen and Mrs. Molly are talking and they're finally looping mom in on what has been happening with Barbara. Which is, yeah, that's tough. I that's such a hard situation because she is dying so it's like how much do I worry you about Barbara Mm -hmm. when your child doesn't even want to come and look at you yeah like it's it's tough like I I understand not keeping her in the loop but it's also like oh my god Mm -hmm. yeah like it's we haven't been talking about it but every time like Barbara looks at the stairs like she hears her name echoing down and it's all like shadowy and ominous and like 
like all I can picture in my head is like this mom who has not seen her youngest in who knows how long who yeah. knows how long at this point right Barbara's been pulling the shit Right. And every time she hears somebody at the base of the stairs, she's like, she's just being like, Barbara, honey, is that you? Like, she's trying. Yeah. And Barbara's trying to cope the best that she can. And so is... it's just everything distorts mm -hmm. into this reality that is monstrous, but she'd rather face it than the reality she is living. Right. Uh, so Barbara's like, kind of MIA, but mm -hmm. who do we have? Super cool Sophie. And she's like, I'm gonna go find her. Yep. She goes on a little quest and she finds her at the game store, the little game store. <laughs> The local D and D game store. Uh, yep, she's in the back. <laughs> the fucking clerk is like, "Are you as intense as her?" And she's like, "I don't even know what is happening." She's like, "Okay, cool." She's in the back. She's been haunting these people for a week. Yes, <laughs> she's like, she fucking lives here now. Uh, yeah. She doesn't go to school or what? I could just imagine the store clerk like, "Who's your family?" Like, I feel like the <laughs> store clerk. If Barbara gave him any hint any number anything he would have called karen like you need to come pick up your kid right. <laughs> she's just loitering at this point but yeah. she's planning she's preparing it looks like a war table mm -hmm. sophia confronts her yeah and barbara is trying to reestablish the narrative she's trying to take control of the story and being like you betrayed me like and now my weapon is broken what did you do and this is when sophia is just like oh my fucking god like your mom is dying <laughs> yeah cut it out yeah <laughs> stop stop doing this mm -hmm. uh and she table gets flipped she gets kicked out of the game store she like runs away and this is when it's sort like of long, this long is long. when if if we're taking like the pixies or the what'd you call them the pixies oh no, yeah you... uh duendes duendes like the pixies yeah. of the duendes if we're taking them as like as symbols of like her innocence and her belief right they have been slaughtered yeah like they're all dead and she's you know over them like i'm so sorry i failed you i'm so sorry mm -hmm. um we see that the storm is still storming it's picking yeah. up there's wind and stuff uh we fucking murder bully of the century is like i'm gonna fucking kill that crazy bitch like i she's gonna she's just gonna she's not even gonna know what to do yeah molly uh is barbara's outside of the house now she's uh on the sidewalk mm -hmm. she's collecting dead animals as Which, like a sacrifice miranda <laughs> what do you do i yeah it's a you good know? sign it's a good sign she isn't killing them herself that's a good sign yeah because i was like <gasps> serial killer serial killer like well, serial killer is killing them herself she's not she's exactly but like, they do establish that they establish that she's not killing them it's like roadkill yeah and, and like she's barbara knows that she's out of control like that's yeah. what i would say is that she yes. knows she's out of control and so she's trying to reestablish control at every corner but nobody is letting her live in the fantasy right now they're all pushing her out mm -hmm. of it yeah, right like, and so, so what is like not living in it mrs molly isn't living in it um she kind of can't anymore yeah and even even barbara can't fully live in it anymore like it's the pixies are dead yeah you know the pixies are dead the storm is coming and it's just all of these things are escalating all at once right mm -hmm. her her spot her giant killing spot is being vandalized by taylor with an axe what i'm telling you murder child like, yeah what no who is not talking to taylor molly taylor needs attention too yes 
<laughs> HR come back. HR come back. <laughs> Somebody come back, an adult, please. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So she, like, there's a storm happening. Barbara is, you know, Hustling. already riding high. Taylor is riding high. She's swinging an axe at these children. Well, these other children, because she herself is a child. She's yeah. Swimming, right. And then um, that's when we see the Titan. Yes. It looks sick. It's it fucking does. cool. And someone's, uh, Sophia says, it's a giant. She says, no, it's a Titan. It's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Chapter six, the Titan. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God. So Taylor shits herself. She runs away. Yeah. <laughs> Sophia also runs away. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh fuck, it's too late. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know. Sophia yeah, yells, help like, me. It's because Barbara's, Barbara's been training to fight giants this entire time. Giants are evil and they're monstrous and they're g- giant, mm-hmm. but they're handleable. They're a thing you can de- that can be defeated. Yeah. A Titan cannot. Yeah. It's such a great series of panels. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh my God, I am not prepared. I prepped for the wrong disaster. Fuck. <laughs> she reaches for Kovaleski. She pulls it out and it is a big ass hammer. Mm-hmm. She's like, you will not take her. Do you hear me? You'll not take my mother. And then they like get into a fight. She hits it on the foot. Like she's, it it's this epic <laughs> battle with this giant. It's this anime battle with this little girl in bunny ears. So good. She is trying to slay this giant and she wins. Yeah. She beats the giant and and she just says like i beat you i beat you she's going to live because i beat you she's mm-hmm. going to live mom and the giant speaks yeah like and he says i know child i know and her says, little I warrior i did not come for her i came for you like i came for you but i beat you i know child i know and she gets lost at sea yeah and like that's because- this is all happening beachside. Yeah. And it's a storm. I believed I fought so hard. So hard. There, There isn't anything I could have done, was there? I am sorry. And she goes into the water. It is revealed that, um, I don't know, was it like a hurricane or a tornado? It was like a, a hurricane tornado thing uh it's like a crazy natural disaster like the town doesn't even know what to make of right? it it like, destroyed the bridge mm-hmm. um we see like kind of like i guess if a tornado like broke broke into the earth we see two of those the town we're seeing that uh, there was no casualties except for one little elementary school girl who's listed as missing it's barbara yeah uh they were caught outside while the storm came in she's missing yeah she's missing she's been she's missing and then she comes home she does and she comes (laughs) home good ready to face sobs (laughs) like she comes home at peace because she fought the giant you know she fought the giant she did everything she could do i'd be crying her mom is gonna die anyway and that's yeah and that has to be okay and she comes up. It's, she's so brave. She comes in. She hugs Sophia. She walks in. Yeah. She looks up the stairs. She walks up the stairs. 
um says i came for you in the voice of the titan she sees her mom laying down this is the first time we see her her mom's in the hospital bed connected to one of those hospital machines she touches the rail she touches her hair she holds her hand and she goes into bed and she cuddles with her <laughs> i lost miranda <laughs> miranda's crying Miranda's gonna make me cry it's so sad you guys it's so good though it's like, so this good is it. this is like she finally fights the titan and the titan isn't even a monster the titan yeah. is like i like i didn't come from your mother like come for your mother i was never here to take your mother like i was <laughs> i was here to help you to like teach you that you were strong enough to deal with this yeah <laughs> and they have a good a little talk the mom is so sad she's like am i dreaming <laughs> like i haven't seen yeah. it in so long and she says i'm sorry like i'm sorry mom it ends that part and this is kind of like an epilogue we cut back into the school uh i hope everyone had a wonderful summer she's at a new school yeah. um she's no longer <sighs> reading dungeons dragons she's reading queen bees and the wannabes like a any other kid who is not dealing with the weight of death on their shoulders yeah um like it's it has been several months you know the school year has ended summer has ended and now she's back yeah and she's calmer you know like she's, she's chill like she's yeah. still barbara but she's <laughs> not um angry i would say she's yeah. not she's not holding on to that resentment and that anger and that fear anymore um because yeah. we <laughs> She goes, the teacher's like, did anyone do anything fun this summer? Mm-hmm. And Barbara's like, no, mine was like um, kind of boring. You know, I think she gets called on. She does respond, which is like change, right? Usually she's yeah. like, don't even like why, just send me to the principal's office. She's mm-hmm. like, well, it was kind of like not that cool. And then Sophia, being the best hype man ever, comes up and she's like, or hype friend ever, she comes up, she's like, she killed a fucking titan with her bare hands and she used the well she used the hammer but she did she did it she she killed it mm-hmm. and, she, and barbara's like too cool like eh, i guess you're right i did do that and yeah. the kid the teacher's like that's cool <laughs> fucking so, taylor taylor has experienced no character growth no no one's reaching out to taylor <laughs> the kid with the crutch it's the fuck out of taylor dude this kid has had crutches for like at the bare minimum four months now acl dude something is it like multiple surgeries are going into this child yeah so and this new world order right yeah. like like i said she's still barbara like she's still mm-hmm. wearing fun hats and like talking about D and telling people to mind their business but she has like this new air of acceptance around her yeah molly comes up can you come with me barbara mm-hmm. she pulls her she says it barbara says is it time Molly says, yes, the barber says soon, Barbara, Karen's coming to get you. She says, look at this growth. She says, okay, Miss Molly, will you come with me, please? She likes you a lot. You can be there. Molly says, I don't know, Barbara. I don't think it's appropriate. Are you afraid? Don't be. There's nothing to be afraid of. We're just going to say goodbye. What? This is like a hundred pages of her being like, I have fairies and I have a fucking bat and I'm gonna beat this shit up. (laughs) And that my mom's a fucking ghoul. And for her to tell the adult, it's okay if you're afraid. Yeah. But you don't need to be. We're just gonna go say goodbye. 
and we cut to uh the funeral the funeral and she has kovaleski and she buries her with her mom yeah and she's gonna be okay and she's gonna be okay she's not she's not distraught she's not wearing any funny costumes she's just a kid who lost her mom yeah and she's coping she's accepted it yeah I guess it was a tornado, tornado yeah. hurricane. Um, we get Molly, I believe, telling us like, okay, like they're finally at peace with those poor kids. Their shitty dad didn't even show up. That tornado came in, but they're gonna be okay. Their sister's old enough to have guardianship. So the the author like tied up all the like loose ends for us. Yeah, like the author lets us know that things are gonna be okay when the story ends, which mm-hmm. I I also appreciate that. Yeah, you know. So um finally <laughs> she's so, night so sorry i laughed she's like i'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> she, uh they funeral ends her home molly goes to comfort her and she's like holding up all right and she's like yeah for real i'm not gonna slap anyone <laughs> but i am sad <laughs> and she's just like i enjoyed the time that we did have together but i know that the end is coming yeah and then molly i'm molly she's like don't get me crying again <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and it ends it says we're all stronger than we think we are yeah she's upstairs it's we flash forward funeral is over it's night everyone's asleep barbara gets up and she checks on karen she checks on dave and then she goes into her mom's room (laughs) (laughs) no and she and it's empty like her mom is gone and she looks out and she sees the titan and the titan looks at her and walks away because the big awful thing is over mm-hmm. and the fairies are back into her mom's bed and she just we're gonna be all right we're stronger than we think yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the song for me uh you know what bless these uh creators it's such a really good book it yeah. ends and then it's like okay we know that you guys are crying now so here's the image gallery. Here's all the fun sketches you we did. Some, you want some concept art? Here's some cookies. Will we that just make you feel better? Ruined your day. <laughs> it did make me feel better. I'm not gonna lie. And then we had a really fun like behind the scenes moment. I'm also crying. It's okay. <laughs> uh, so I I um, I guess final thoughts or would you recommend it? Yes. Yes. So wait, like is this? it's so good i would also recommend it it is and i know for me um i know that a piece of media has like affected me in a certain way or like like touched like some some emotion in me (laughs) at some point because i think about it after i've read it so i'll like read it or watch it or listen to it or however i'm consuming it right Mm -hmm. i put it down i walk away i put this down i walked away and for a whole like day and a half i was just thinking of this little kid (laughs) it's like oh my god we're all this little kid this is so good and i didn't cry like when i i read it the first time like this is the most i've cried about it (laughs) But I was driving to the gym and like I like welled up and I was like, oh, that poor kid. <laughs> that kid is all of us. Yeah. Um, yeah, so fuck the flash because there's <laughs> literature like this. I hold strong to my opinions. 
because I was like, damn, like maybe I am just being really negative about the Flash. But then I read this, and I'm just like, you know what? Fuck the Flash, because that was just some money grab, and this came from someone's heart. Yeah, and it's a work of love, yeah. and I'm sure it's loved by many and reread by a lot. And I'm so thankful that you recommended it because it's such a such a good book. Mm-hmm. Um, buy it, everyone. Like, go buy this book. Uh, yeah. Rent it. You know, support your local libraries. But I do think it's something that everyone should have access to because it's so beautifully told. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone, call your guardian because <laughs> you don't know how much time. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh. uh. It's but a beautiful yeah. book. Highly recommend it. Alita, what are we reading next week? <laughs> so next week, I don't think we'll be crying that much. Uh... <laughs> That's good, because I've been very emotionally vulnerable this weekend, so. Uh, it's okay. Everyone's dealing with their trauma. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, because this was Image Comics, and I was like, let, mm-hmm. me look, let me take a break on picking, like, DC or Marvel. So another Image Comics called Noctera volume one and it's made up of six issues it's by scott snyder tony s daniel and tomu moray uh yeah that's what we'll be reading next week i have i'm gonna buy it (laughs) but you can rent it or not rent it we'll talk about it uh but yeah everyone you know take care of yourselves give yourselves some extra love take care of the little your inner child yeah (laughs) do something for them today um and yeah we'll talk to you next week yeah um uh, if you would like to reach out to us as a group, oh yeah free to send <laughs> us an email at the sidekicks at gmail.com rb the sidekicks capital t-h-e capital s-e-i-d capital k-i-c-k-s at gmail.com uh if you have a recommendation if you have a critique if you work in the industry and would like to talk to us we would love to talk to you um you can send us an email or you can follow us on Instagram as the sidekicks. If you'd like to reach out to me, I am Dynamighty Miranda on TikTok. Dino is in Dinosaur, Mighty is in Mighty Mouse Miranda. That's my name. Don't wear it out. I'm your friendly neighborhood amateur Batman historian. I talk about comic books. Um, Alayda, where can people find you? So people can find me crying on TikTok <laughs> as Orchetta Chica mm-hmm. or on Instagram as ComfyAct, uh, C-O-M-F-Y-A-C-T. Uh, it's art stuff. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm doing on it, but it's there if you want to give me a follow. Uh, email us. You can talk to me on that too. Uh, yeah, that's all we have. We don't have an outro song, you guys. So I'm just going to talk to you. And I'm going to give you words of affirmation this week. We don't have an outro song, but our time has ended. But we'll be back next week. And you know what? Be kind, be gentle, set your alarm, wake up, tell yourself you're enough call your parent if you want if you don't talk to your parents call a loved one check in on them have them check in on you hug yourself love yourself have a great weekend everyone remember we are all strong enough we are